0: Thursday, November 5th. Welcome to Mark Fuller. I'm Chris Hill, joining me in studio today for Million Dollar Portfolio, Jason Mosier. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's not a happy Thursday for everybody. Not everybody. Not if you're a Whole Foods shareholder. Or the vice president of the Maldives. Or the vice president of the Maldives, who has just been impeached (laughs) because apparently he was plotting to kill the president of the Republic of Maldives. I think the president's probably feeling pretty good about that right now. Yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm guessing that's some nice bipartisan action going on in the parliament, where they just get together and unanimously impeach the vice president. Dodged one. (laughs) Uh, we got a big deal in the travel business. We will get to Whole Foods and their latest quarter. Let's start with the social network. Facebook, third quarter profits up 11%, uh, stock up around 4-5%, hitting a new all-time high. And mobile, holy cow the mobile revenue that they are bringing in just continues to rise. Yeah, I mean they have
1: made they have made the move uh to mobile and 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 done it successfully I mean I don't think there's any question about it which I mean in this day and age is is extremely important I mean we, we obviously we talk about businesses like Google and how they're coping with this move to mobile how it sort of takes you out of that br- browser environment and, and more into the app environment and Facebook has done a nice job of of building a collection of apps that really are becoming uh, just sort of the go-to places I mean between Facebook and Instagram and and uh, messenger and whatsapp I mean I It it is. I mean, the real question to me at this point with Facebook is like, at what point do their user numbers begin to kind of lose meaning? You know, I mean, because they are so big. We know, much like Apple's cash, much like the sun rises in the morning, Chris. uh, We know that Facebook is going to report these just absurdly large user numbers, and and I mean that makes perfect sense. I mean, even if you're not engaged with Facebook, you probably have a Facebook profile. It's kind of like that online ID card. but ultimately, it's all about monetizing that platform, right? And so far, it seems like they're doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, they they are still quite a ways behind Google as far as generating revenue, but they do, they do generate very attractive operating margins, more so than more so than Google. And I think that's what really encourages investors today about that because of there's there, there's so much potential down the road. I think, you know, you so Instagram has four hundred million monthly actives, Messenger now seven hundred million, uh, WhatsApp nine hundred million. I think you know the two questions for me with Facebook, and ultimately I fall on the the, the bull side of this argument anyway. Um, I think that Facebook is certainly going to be a market beater uh, for for years to come. But how will advertising ultimately play out with these with these services? You know, will there be you know incremental uh, advertising opportunities? So I mean, you you're, or, or is it just kind of a trade off, one for the other, like Facebook versus Instagram? I mean, I they I have to believe like If you're if you're on Facebook, well, most Instagram users probably have a Facebook profile. Most Messenger users probably have a Facebook profile. Uh, Most WhatsApp users probably have a Facebook profile. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they're able to to sort of leverage those resources that these big platforms have across the number of platforms that they actually have, and any platforms that they you know will buy in the future. Um, And then the other question is just in regard to WhatsApp. I mean, I was hoping for a little bit more clarity there because it's coming so close to one billion users at this point, which they've always kind of used as a benchmark. It's at about nine hundred million plus now. Um I mean, I, I wonder how long the market is gonna tolerate the well, we think there will be opportunities to monetize as we scale these products. I mean, listen, man, that was a twenty billion dollar acquisition. So, I mean, at some point I wanna know how you intend to at least turn this into some money. Um I especially do. given Messenger, because they seem kinda like the same thing. But
0: they do. I don't know. I think that as long as they keep putting up these numbers, as long as the profits are coming in ahead of expectations, and as long as the market cap grows, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we talked before about one of the things about stocks in your portfolio that are losers over time, they become less and less consequential to your overall portfolio. Mm-hmm. That $20 billion price tag becomes smaller as fa- Facebook has crossed the $300 billion market cap. It's now the sixth largest. Company in the public market, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think they will need to start delivering on more clarity with WhatsApp, but I also think that that only becomes a a more significant issue if they just come up with a quarter where they miss big. And I don't see that happening. Any yeah, big, so. no, I, I don't. I definitely don't think that happens.
1: And I think it's also for them. Uh, I think. I think. Most of, if not all of, that WhatsApp deal was in stock, which was—I mean—that's the beauty of this business, right? Mark Zuckerberg—he's young, he's bright. He's he's thirty-one years (laughs) old. I know. If you're an investor, you've got to look at that and be really excited because you're thinking, man, there is a real opportunity to invest in this business for many, many years to come if you believe that it's going to be relevant, and I think most of us do. Um, You know, and I mean, so he—he's going to be able to use that business as currency. Um, for you know whatever he wants to do, and, and so I mean to your point, yeah, I mean it's it's not something that, um, I you know ultimately in the day you could probably completely dismiss WhatsApp, and you still got a very robust business there. Um, I mean maybe it, you know for me it's it's sort of the, it's a sign, it's a sign of things to come. I mean how smart are they? In 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 you know making investments like that, and you know how how smart are they in coming up with with prices that they'll offer for things? Because you you counter that at the other side with Instagram, right? And how good does that acquisition look at a billion dollars, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks just utterly genius. So I mean, you, you do see
0: sort of two sides of the coin there. Whole Foods fourth quarter featured the first decline in same store sales in more than five years. The the guidance for the next fiscal year with respect to same store sales was basically flat. Yep. I um, uh, should mention, uh, as we always do, John Mackey, uh, co-founder uh, uh, co-ceo of, uh, I should say founder and CEO, co-CEo of Whole Foods, sits on the board of directors here at the Motley Fool. Um, no question, this this is not a good quarter, and this hasn't been a good year for the business and for the stock.- No, not at all. I mean, the
1: pessimism right now on Whole Foods is as high as I can recall, And and honestly, in my opinion, it is 100% completely warranted. And I mean, you know, no offense to to Whole Foods leadership guys. I mean, I I love the store. I go there often, Um, and and I think that uh, you know there are still reasons to be optimistic because of the opportunity that exists in growing that store base. Um, But but they, I mean, to your point, I mean, they they are they are witnessing what I think a lot of us were calling out a couple of years ago. Our concern was the competitive, um, the competitive sort of uh, arena. There is 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 getting just just more robust. I mean, you're just seeing more and more stores out there offering organics and naturals and and things like that, and really kind of juicing up the experience and making it just sort of a better place to go. Um, and Whole Foods has always prided itself on on having just extremely high quality food, which it does. Um, you know, therefore, they're not going to be able to always compete on price. And when they do compete on price, what's going to happen is what we're seeing uh, this coming year. We're looking at margins taking a a you know rather significant here in the coming year. Um, and and so, anytime you have a, a thin sort of margin business like food retail is, uh, that's going to be a big concern. You know, number of stores they have left to open. Notwithstanding, I mean, th- this is something where you have to wonder. Where does it end? Right. And so, I mean, they're focused on a lot of things now, cutting costs and really sort of tightening up the operation. Uh, You know, they're going to be opening up the 365 by by Whole Foods concept, which I I mean, personally for me, I feel like they're going to really need to be careful with that idea because they have the potential, I think, maybe to open themselves up to a new market. But it it could certainly alienate a lot of Whole Food loyalists out there. and, And it could also. You know, it could also, uh, you know, come come back to to haunt them a little bit, and just and just sort of a little bit of a loss in brand equity there. But there there are a lot of question marks out there right now with Whole Foods, and so I mean, what we're seeing is the market right now doesn't really, uh, you know, have time to stick around and, and wait for the answers.
0: They did announce a buyback, a stock buyback of a billion dollars. Yeah, certainly, in terms of timing, it it, it looks pretty good because mm-hmm. the stock is a lot cheaper than it was. Um. I, and I'm wondering if, at least part of the case for this stock today, is just the fact that it's been so beaten down. I mean, I just one of the thoughts I had when I was sort of l- looking through the results and and looking at the reaction. And by the way, the the stock has ticked back up. The ine- the immediate drop was more substantial than what we're seeing right now. So it yep. so it is as the day has gone on, the stock has ticked back up a little bit. But one of the Things it reminded me of is a couple of years ago when when Ron Gross was talking about Microsoft and he was saying this is like just on valuation terms you look at this stock it is priced for no growth whatsoever and that's kind of where Whole Foods stock is right now <laughs> it's kind of priced for no expectations of any growth of any kind for the next year and I just sort of look at that and go wow you know if they have just a little bit of a gro- uh, you know a little bit of growth in the next twelve months. Uh, that's going to bode well for the stock.
1: Yeah, I mean, this brings their market multiple, their earnings multiple, certainly more in line with, with uh, you know, competitors just in the in the general space. Um, you know, and Whole Foods, I think, always sort of commanded a, a premium because of the brand equity, because of the fact that they were able to maintain some pricing there. We're seeing that pricing disappear a little bit. You know, every quarter you hear them talk about investment and in pricing that's code for price cuts and that that means that margins and profitability are going to be witnessing some pressure there. Now I do think you know I mean it, it is very easy for the Whole Foods pessimist and, and I mean to your point yeah the stock really has almost rebounded fully from from last night not last night's sort of overreaction but but I think it is very easy for the Whole Foods bear to jump on their capital allocation plan that that stock the share repurchase program. Because you know it's it's a billion dollar repurchase program, along with the fact they're going to take out a billion dollars in debt potentially to do it. Yeah. They're opening this five hundred dollar credit facility or five hundred million dollar credit facility for a for a management team that historically has been a little bit more averse to debt um, and, and really wanted to kind of lead a debt free life, so to speak. Now, I, I mean, I think it's easy to pile on there. Not to kind of to counter that a little bit. I mean, I, I do think. That if shares represent an opportune buy at these levels, then this could be a very good use of capital. Doesn't matter whether it's you know you're using debt to to, to do it or not because debt is so cheap, right? I mean they can they can raise this money for for not much. Um, I mean it's certainly better than if they're doing it in an environment where where rates are are uh, you know a lot higher. So I mean that that remains to be seen exactly you know how how opportunistic they are here, but they they are intending on utilizing the the money for repurchasing in the first half of this new fiscal year i mean when when john mackey was asked i think that was the very first question on the call was tell us a little bit more about this repurchase program and he said And I quote: We think Whole Foods is a compelling buy at these prices. End quote. So it's clear that management feels like there's value there, and this is one way they can return value to shareholders. Because I think they also know that growth is going to be more challenging here in the coming years, not unattainable, just more challenging. And in a business like this, where margins are already, you know, tough to come by, uh, you know, I don't know that we're going to see sort of those housing days of Whole Foods when they were, you know, commanding pricing like they used to be.
0: Expedia is buying HomeAway for the tidy sum of $3.9 billion in cash and stock. Expedia already owns Orbitz and Travelocity. If this goes through, they'll just be adding to their portfolio. Well done for anyone who owns shares of HomeAway, because that stock is popping. It's actually popping above the buyout price. The buyout price is around $38 a share. Right now, it's trading around $40. What is is that? Is that optimism that, as at least a couple of people have suggested, Priceline might swoop in and make an even better offer for home away?
1: I think that's very reasonable to at least wonder, you know? I mean I think that uh we've talked a lot here recently about the um the consolidation in the travel industry. I mean we're seeing a lot of stuff here recently, like obviously with Baidu and Shunar and SeaTrip Trip and, you know, um I mean Priceline and TripAdvisor partnering up together more and uh, so, so this acquisition is obviously a shot at playing more towards that uh, Airbnb-style market opportunity in this in this sort of sharing economy that we're finding ourselves in. And, and I think that it's it's perfectly reasonable to think that there could be a competing bid that comes in here. I mean, Home Away, you know, they they've they've dealt with their challenges here over the past couple of years, but it's not a bad business by any means. I mean they've grown sales at a reasonable rate. They make you know, relatively healthy amounts of free cash flow. Um, they're certainly participating in a market that seems to be growing. And so and so for Expedia, I mean, that's sort of the Pepsi to Priceline's Coke, I guess. And and uh, Priceline has a lot of resources at its disposal. Uh, you know, we're talking a lot about TripAdvisor right now and MDP. Um, what we want to do with that position. TripAdvisor earnings are later tonight after the market closes, and I think if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, I think actually TripAdvisor was uh, doing pretty well, you know, on this this news as well. I mean, I think you're seeing just generally a lot of optimism in this area because it's a huge market opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 certainly good for uh, home shareholders, and I I, I wouldn't be shocked to see another offer come, but but with that said, it sounds like Expedia really wants it.
0: Well, and Expedia shares up around 3-4% as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, That's always my gut reaction whenever I see company X is buying company Y, and both stocks are up at least (laughs) Usually it's one or the other, right? Usually it's one or the other, and and when they're both up, I always look at that as, okay. nobody thinks Expedia is (laughs) overpaying for HomeAway.
1: Hey, there's a lot of optimism on this deal! That's (laughs) good! (laughs) I think there's reason to be optimistic. I mean, it's it's a very attractive market opportunity. I mean, it it is one I think that is going to offer a lot of opportunity for investors over the coming, you know,
0: 5 years, which is why we are so uh, optimistic about it. You got a, a a travel recommendation? Maybe not the Republic of Maldives, <laughs> although it is lovely.
1: I was going to say, I mean, like the Maldives honestly is just a is just a beautiful place to go. Um I mean, I, I I still I still can't get past the trip we took to Hawaii this year. To me, that was like, that was one of those things we really wanted to do uh, for the girls while they were young, but when they were old enough to where they could really get a lot out of it. And, and for me, like the icing on the cake was finding that place where we could go swimming with the dolphins on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Because then, I mean, like we, we, I was able to surprise them with that. I mean, it was just one of those, maybe I'll have that experience again in, in my life. I, I I am not counting on it, though, but but it was so much fun. And it was like that feeling, you know, like, have you taken your kids to Disney World? Yeah. Okay, so you know that feeling you get when you see them there? And it's more fun than you even remember probably going as a kid. Yeah. And that's the kind of feeling I had when we did that. I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, my God, this is more fun watching them than, than I just could
0: imagine you know, having having fun of my own. And, Unl- and unless you're in Hawaii and a hurricane is bearing down upon you, Hawaii yeah. does not. Hawaii is worth the trip. Yeah, and if you live on the east coast of the United States, it's a haul. I mean, it's, it's, it's a haul. It's, it's, it's let's face it, it's a haul if you're going <laughs> from the west coast yeah. of the United States. But it is it is gorgeous, and in particular, I my favorite is the Big Island. Well, because that's... you've you got the ocean, you you got all the sort of tropical beach that you picture and then you can also go to an active volcano and it's like being on another planet.
1: It is, it really is. I mean we we flew into Kona. We were on the Big Island and, and I mean it was just uh you know what blew my mind was walking up and down the beach and I even periscoped this just because I thought it was so fascinating. Like you just walk up and down the beach and you see these huge green sea turtles like just hanging out there on the beach like, "Hey, what's yeah. up?" you know? And you're you're like right next to them and you're
0: thinking, "Man, the nature is just it was it was it was great. I would go back in a heartbeat. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. i Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.